Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. All right. So we're here with uh, producer Max, and uh, we actually, uh, Pierce and I helped Max move into a new apartment last weekend. Not one nice enough for us to uh, record the podcast in, though. You, oh. you, <laughs> man, we're, uh, we're taking shots at Max's new apartment one week. Oh, I'm just saying he hasn't he hasn't invited us to christen it with the podcast reporting recording yet. Well, I mean, he really would just invite you. I, I mean, I, in case oh, anyone hasn't okay. figured this out I, yet, I'm I'm recording this from a un, from an undisclosed location about a hundred miles away. Yeah. Well, but it's not it's not too far because you were here last weekend. This is true. I did I did make the trip up to uh, to to help out. Um, partially in, in response to to a request for for assistance um but also because you know max is my friend and and when your friends need help moving you, you know i think it's a good it's a good thing to do to help them out i i don't i don't think that's i don't think that's wrong and and obviously i helped too but one thing that uh i i thought about and you you kind of in some ways balked at is is that I think that there are kind of some pressures involved with helping someone move. And so what I initially posed to you is is helping someone move a, a, a good idea, a good move, if you will. Uh, I won't. And but I, I so I think that that's like a, a faulty premise. Um, I, I like I said, I think that helping your friends move is is a good idea if, if it's something like if you can help them if you are free and able to help like i think you probably should so it, it sort of goes beyond whether it's a good idea or a bad idea but i i'm i'm a little i just sort of shut it down like as soon as you said it so i i'm i, I want to give you a chance to maybe expound on what you mean so i i would go i'd start here which is we are big uh proponents of paying in kind and and so i am am a person who i've only moved i moved into my current apartment closer to three years ago than two years ago and i've been here ever since and i've helped people move not just max but i you know for instance this summer i helped max move twice um Mm -hmm. paying in kind uh you know how much is helping someone move worth because the the frequency with which people react to it like haha i'm not going to be around that weekend can't help you move uh indicates to me that a lot of people view it as a huge endeavor now i was happy to help you do it i know what it takes to move now you might have had an easier move honestly than a lot of people but it makes that whole idea of paying in kind difficult I'd, I'd like to sort of nip this idea of paying in kind 
in the bud here because the question about what um, the question about what helping a friend move is worth mm-hmm. implies a, a keeping score, and that I'm only gonna help you move if you're then gonna only, you know, only if you're going to then owe me a favor after, mm-hmm. which is the antithesis of um, uh, of what what you mean when when you refer to us uh, enjoying paying in kind. Yeah. Um, you know, you, I, I would say that, you know, I, my stated point on, on helping friends move is that you, just, you do it if you can, because it's, whether it's, I, I would say that maybe the difficulty of some moves is a little overstated, but, mm-hmm. you know, but it's still often a stressful time for the person that's moving. Yeah. Um, you got to make sure that, you know that everything goes smoothly that you don't break your stuff while you're moving that you can get keys to your new place and start getting moved in on time that you're not moving into a lemon of an apartment um you know so so i i think that you just you do it without regard for whether you, you know whether that person is going to be then able to help you the next time you need a favor yeah and i i'm i will i want to agree with you and i do which is you do it because you recognize it's actually empathy which is i know how hard it is to move i i know that everyone appreciates help in that regard and not thinking of it as a is a well what's the value to me going to be down the road for doing this but i do think that 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 exists because otherwise people wouldn't be so hesitant to help others move. Now, at the end of the day, did it take a, a lot of time? No, not really. And you're hanging out with people that you like, and maybe you almost kill each other over how to set up a bed. But that's <laughs> worth laughing about afterwards. I think that's really that's yes. really nice. Um, so I, I don't know. I just is it is it that people have never actually helped people move, so they don't know how enjoyable it could be. Um, I think it's probably just that people are super lazy. Um, Pray tell. Like you, you have to carry boxes and stuff, uh, and you know, if you're not committed to helping your friends out, uh, like it's really easy to say, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I feel like moving boxes today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another thing with it is we are. Well, in my case, I I went to college years and years ago. I mean, I'm not even I'm hardly even a, a young alumni one, anymore. One 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 year before us. Yeah, you reflect on that. Reflect on how old you're getting. But uh, twenty four. Uh, I'm not not old. But a lot of us um, and people were around. Maybe part of the uh, reason they don't want to move is the moving anxiety because a lot of people have been moving every year since they were 18 years old like every you know eight you know first to second year and and second to third and so on and right and a lot of people i know in the dc area they they've moved every every at least every year that's a really interesting point um and you're so you're talking about people that are out of college people that are are working like postgraduate adult type jobs are are moving on a yearly basis they are gainfully employed and choose to move on a yearly basis that to me 
seems like kind of a little insane. Um, unless unless they keep moving to places that are not good, but they're uh, not willing or able to break their lease until the year is up. Um, I mean, so so we we were talking about this before we started recording, and and you made the point that I've moved now twice in a year's time. Yeah. But that's also because I moved to a new city and then I sort of made a change in my life and rather wow, that sounds that that's that's a much overblown description of what happened. I decided I wanted to live alone. God, that's not really <laughs> Well, you know what? Usually that wasn't quite how no, it, it's, that wasn't quite how it it's, was intended. It's fine. I'm rubbing off on you. Usually I'm the one who makes himself self important. So I'm So <laughs> So you know, my, my two moves were moving to a new city or, well, moving to a, a new old city mm-hmm. and uh, moving out of a house with roommates to a uh, a solo living arrangement. Um, a- and I'm not planning, you know, I have averaged a move a year, but I'm not planning to move again anytime soon unless I'm leaving charlottesville notable life change max did you right yeah i would just say a lot of people i know have also moved every year yeah but thinking back on it including my own moves a lot of those moves it's important much on just because a lot of those moves were based around roommates and every time you have an additional roommate you're basically doubling the chances that someone is going to want to or have to move so i went from having two roommates to having no roommates to having one roommate um my buddies who just moved went from having three to four um i know other people that have gone from two to one and sean said he doesn't plan on moving but it's a lot easier to say that when you were the only one making the decision (laughs) so i would probably feel the same way if i moved to a a single place i would just say no i'm gonna stay here unless i leave the area i I think there's an interest i think there's a very natural interest in in an equilibrium of sorts and uh even even the people i know that they're two guys and they've They've been roommates since, I guess, like second year of school or something. But they have moved um, a number of times. But but for them, it's the equilibrium of of what place offers me all all the things I want. And there's a lot of that. But I see a cycle of people. They'll 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 be like, let me move somewhere and save some money. And now I want to move to the place that that is I'm more interested in. Um, maybe still with roommates, and then maybe there's an, another layer where okay, now I know what I want, and I yeah. think I'm to a point where I can get what I want and live alone. Or they continue to cycle through places with roommates, but um, I think that there is a search for equilibrium. And yes, when you have roommates, there are other people that can can turn that that narrative. But yeah, it's it still it still leaves you with I think this moving anxiety. Yeah, and and to be fair, I I have considered whether i consider whether i'm at that equilibrium point a little bit every time i see a spider um so so i i have had i have had days where i thought oh maybe maybe i maybe i don't want to stay uh here as long as i'm in charlottesville but uh then i kill the spider and everything is okay again Or, or when people steal your packages of boxer briefs man That'll take you right over the edge. <laughs> That's, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, if I if I had, if I were in that situation, I would be, I would be pl- looking for places and, and planning my move. 
I mean, um, I I also enjoy passive aggressive maintenance requests, and and so that <laughs> no, actually, they're not even passive aggressive anymore. It was it was thank you, but by the way, during the time you sent the email, <laughs> I had a package stolen. <laughs> that got no response to that, but uh, <laughs> way to respond with the appropriate action, guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but but moving anxiety. I, I know that w- when I when I moved to my current residence in in June I had you know there there was definitely anxiety on, on the front end there were there was uh there were a couple situations with uh move in dates getting uh botched yeah. because uh for for one reason or another and uh wondering when I was going to be able to actually move my stuff into where I live now and and frankly I I had no help um I I requested help from uh work friends and and some people here and I wound up moving all of my uh all my boxes upstairs myself I I um I deputized somebody at the end to help me with my uh with my bed when that was the last thing that was left um but I, there was, <laughs> I, I didn't have the same uh, backbone of support. And part of that is that I wasn't moving in with a roommate, so there wasn't guaranteed to be somebody who was able to help. Yeah. Um, but that, like, that was stressful. Uh, you know. No, it's a, it's a, it's a stressful experience, and so that's why. And I know we we talked about it. Um, it that's why it's it's baffling to me as someone who who has lived in the same place for you know going on three years that that people continue to search for different places now it's not everyone but i feel like that there is a is a kind of acceptance of of oh i'm just going to move every year but at the same time they also accept how that means like nine months in you have to start searching for a place and thinking about oh well what if i go here i wonder if stuff will be available at this point right um or you do the other thing which is your your lease is up in a week and now you have to find a place and so then you get into the thing where um you end up leaving stuff at at other people's places be like can you hold this stuff until i move into my place well and, and depending on you know what sort of what cycle your lease is on you might be you might be coming up on a move like when at a time of the year when there's not really a lot of possibilities out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, so when I moved back to Charlottesville um, a year and a quarter ago, I moved up on like a week before I started work. But the lease at our house didn't start until a week later than that. So I had two weeks um, where I was just kind of in the wind. Mm-hmm. And I I wound up putting the overwhelming majority of my stuff in a storage unit. And it's like pay – I paid like a monthly rate. It's like I'm going to have to – you know, there, there wasn't really a good option on – on any sort of shorter term than that yeah and, and like sleeping on an air mattress on somebody's floor Oof. for two weeks um so i'm no i'm no stranger to uh less than ideal moving situations but at the same time 
that stress is temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, it lasts until you until you get moved in, and then you have that sort of you know that you have that period where you haven't unpacked all your stuff yet, so nothing really counts, and and you you're not stressed. You're just like you're living among stack of bo- stacks of boxes, but it doesn't matter. And then when you finally get everything actually set up, and you're like, oh, this is where I live, then that sort of gets offset by like a, a honeymoon period of sorts, where you're just like, you're psyched about your new place. <laughs> we have a washer and dryer in the unit. Oh man, flame emoji. There, um, like there, are, there are honestly people for whom that's a big, like, it would be a huge deal that's for a me. Big new deal. I don't yeah. have that right now. Right. Um, no, but, you know, and that just speaks to, again, the fact that, that you know, we know how this process goes, but right. but the fact that there's still reluctance to to help people get to the good part of it, like, I don't know, it, Max, you, you offered us beer and pizza, and we gladly, we, you didn't have to offer that, but that seems to be, like, an, I don't know where that myth comes from, like, the oh, beer and pizza. No, 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 that's false. If your friends are helping you move you absolutely should offer them some sort of food and drink based compensation because otherwise your your other options are either doing everything yourself or paying some like paying movers yeah you you absolutely this is like a hard and fast rule you should ply your friends with beer and or pizza preferably and if they're <laughs> going to help you move I- I th- I think that's fine, but but I I would say that this starts to tiptoe in in what I said earlier, which is if you do if someone does help you move, there there is something in return. Now, beer and pizza is as you would I think you would say it's just the right friendly thing to do. But saying that there's a right friendly thing to do runs counter to i think your your large your large belief of of let people do what they want to do don't in don't instill what i something that i like doing which is in, you know putting rules upon them now i am oh, no, a, no hold on though because we're talking about now we're talking about if you ask somebody to help you move yeah then i i don't i don't think it runs counter to let people live their life you i, I think well so I see what you're saying. I I see that the trap you're trying to lead me into, and I'm I'm not gonna buy it because we're talking about a, like a, a a logical and reasonable response to asking someone to take their weekend day and say I'm devoting this day to helping Max get out of his current place and into his new place it's it's only logical even if it's not a calculated thing of what's the what's the worth what's the value let me keep score on this uh, of of helping someone move it's you want to offer your friends an incentive to to get them to help you 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 do you do but at the same time, you could make an argument, which is your friends should just recognize that helping you move is something that you do. But then I think that, no, that would... if if we had helped, if we had helped Max move and he had offered no beer, no pizza, no nothing, 
would you would you hold firm to that thought? I don't think you would. Uh, I'm trying to think of other times I've helped people move. Um, they're they're usually not memorable because it's just something that that you do, and I just think I'll I'll do it because they mentioned that they're moving and mentioned wanting help, or and I of course did that. Uh, so I don't think I've ever helped someone move and and not been bought at least one beer after the fact. I, I'm I'm and, and that's not because I've said okay now we're done moving now it's time for you to buy me a beer. No, fortunately, we are friends with people who who are not monsters, or at least we're we, not. We monst- live in a society. We are not animals. Are, okay, don't don't go there. Do not go there. Uh, but but all I'm saying is is we are fortunate enough to have have helped people move. That at the time of us helping them move, they were not monsters. I don't know that everyone would do that, but I, you're right. It, it's it's for you doing the reasonable thing of helping someone move you should expect someone to be reasonable and appreciative in return. But uh, I, I know that expecting people to be reasonable is, is not, it's not one of my favorite things to do. Um, <laughs> but I don't know where the, the beer and pizza thing came from. That, that's, that's what also I was, like, we, we just assume, oh, beer and pizza. But, but uh, where I'll, did that I'll, come I'll from? T- so I'll tell you where I think it comes from. Uh, I, I think it would be... I think the idea there is that it's sort of gauche to pay your friends in cash money for them helping you move. Mm-hmm. So the logical the logical next step is to to ply them with food and beverages, and because helping your friends move is a young person activity. Beer and pizza are are like cat. They're like things that people our age eat and drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to the tipping point. Like at a, at a certain point, you you no longer ask your friends to help you move and and offer them beer and pizza. At a certain point in your life, you're you pay movers. Yeah, and you pay them cash money. Yeah. Because your your moving job is of sufficient size and difficulty that it merits money, mm-hmm. I, so I, I think that's maybe where the split is, and that's why <clears throat> that's why why beer and pizza is is a thing. I would guess. I, I like, would, I've been yeah. I, pizza is just sort of like the um, the pop culture, like the movie trope of. Uh, helping you know what you what you get for helping your friends move like i've been i've been treated to tacos um Hmm. so i I was gonna say i think it might be you know slightly different but very simple uh beer and pizza don't require plates glasses utensils Ah, and if that's an interesting thought and, and well and pizza comes to you and pizza comes to you. Yeah, I think it's it's it makes sense for it, you're in the course of moving and maybe you don't want to get the plates out yet for, you know, various reasons. Sometimes this happens. There's still boxes that those are boxes that you do last because you not every you don't need them necessarily immediately. Um, now, if you do, if you do need a uh, fork and knife to eat your pizza, you know, go straight to hell. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to go that far. Look, I, I, I'm the let people live their lives guy. And that's fine. 
if you want to eat pizza with a fork and knife, you're welcome to do that, but also go to hell. But that pizza also, if there are pizzas that are sometimes funky. If that pizza is, oh, okay. If it, if it comes in a box, do not eat it with a fork and knife. Do not do that. I won't. I, I I'm with you there. If it comes what, in, what pizza doesn't come in a box? Um. Oh. This is now. A, this is now a thing that I'm curious about. Oh, like if you go to like you know restaurants that do uh what's what's the place in in courthouse? It's called like fire fireworks pizza, for instance. It's the kind where you order one like 12 inch pizza for yourself, um and and those are more you you might like fork and knife a little bit of it because the toppings are on it funny. But eventually, I just yes. pick it up. Mm-hmm. If it comes like up, most people that eat pizza with a fork and knife, their their response is that oh, it's too hot. Well, you just wait for five minutes or burn the shit out of your mouth. Man, like I'm so I'm so goddamn tired of doing that. Every time I have pizza, <laughs> every night I'm, it's the I'm mouth not. burning. I'm, I'm not. No, but then my mouth is burnt for forever, and I go to drink yeah, my don't. coffee and ah. Uh, Okay, and then it just and then it just tastes like Starbucks. Man, uh, that was Woo. that. Yeah, that took a depressing turn. Sorry, I'm I'm going in on Starbucks today. <laughs> Max's Starbucks cup is sitting right over there. <laughs> is it next? Is it next to his gold card? No, do you have a gold card? Oh, good. I used to have one, and then I got wise. It's. Um. I just I I'll make <laughs> I, we listen. I, we've discussed before. I I make my own coffee, and I like doing it. So I, I support you going to Starbucks. I mean, they need more money. Goodness knows. Yeah, Starbucks is really hurting. <laughs> um, well, okay. So I, th- I think helping your friends move is a, is, is a good move. I, I didn't yes. ever think it wasn't, but I, it did occur to me that some people are not as keen to do it. Sure. Um, but they're those are those are what we call inconsiderate people. Okay. Um, I feel like you mentioned inconsiderate people, and that's a really good transition to our next segment. Perfect. Well, that means it's time for uh, Pierce's sorry. So, uh, what what inconsiderate behavior are you apologizing for this week? Uh, so, hmm. So there was a time when I was younger, and I was in high school, and I occasionally, even in my uh, you know, not risk-taking mind. I would I would take things that could have been slightly risky, slightly inconsiderate, but I thought were cool at the time. One of those included a uh, a my high school hosted a playoff football game. Um, mm-hmm. High school football in Northern Virginia not not the best though. I think the year after I left my high school won the state championship or whatever. But anyways, it was I think our first playoff game. And toward the end of that game, on what would have been like a, a positive for us game kind of deciding play, um, there was a call negating that play. And me uh, voicing my uh, being disgruntled with that call began what I'm pretty sure was my high school's first uh, bullshit chant. It got very loud. It was very strong. Oh, there were adults you know, scolding us for doing this because as, as they should, have. Yeah, God, God forbid people explore the English language further than, uh, as, Stop. as sanctioned Stop that. by my Stop public that. school. You're not some linguistic <laughs> martyr. Get uh, the fuck out of here. Um, no, but so I, I thought of that recently and, um, I should, I should apologize for that. 
But it's it's not just that in that moment I shouldn't have done that because it was wholly unnecessary. And okay, maybe it was mildly inappropriate, but it was a bad call, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I'm more sorry because it started me on a on a path of being particularly profane at uh at at sporting events, especially our 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 basketball team in college. Always at the referees, never never at other players because that's. I don't like that, but always at referees to the point that one time in particular, a a someone I knew said, oh, I, I saw you on TV over winter break. You were at a basketball game. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was. And I'm like, how did you see me or whatever? And they're like, well, my, my brother uh, looked on the screen and said, hey, look at that guy flipping the bird at the ref. And uh, it was me. So I, I don't think you should apologize for that second part, particularly since you called out UVA basketball specifically mm-hmm. because I just assume that if you were giving the bird to a referee it was either Carl Hess or Jamie Lucky who were just just the worst um, really terrible really terrible officials they, that really they prove the rule that you never notice refs unless they're doing a bad job I, don't, I didn't know any other referees by name uh, except those guys um, so so I would not I would say that you were not out of bounds by by any means in that uh, no, in that particular but, behavior. No, but but the, just let me justify this for you. Come no, on. no, but the you know bullshit how, you chant. Know how many times? You the, know how many times? You oh, you should apologize for that. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you know most how of many the time. times? You know how many times in thirty-five episodes? Uh, I have said, you know what? That's probably not really a thing that you need to apologize for. A, f- a few times. Very few, though. Um, very few. I, I'm just saying that the bullshit chant was the gateway drug to me uh, doing this. Though, oh my god. Though, can I say? Can I say something? Um, of course, I can. It's it's our podcast. Uh, King Carl has no job. He has no job because he's a terrible person. Whoa, whoa! We just took a really interesting leap here. No, no job means that's a character flaw. It means he's a bad person. That. Pierce, are you now a registered Republican? Oh, good. No. I'm just saying he got fired. Yeah, he got fired because he was a bad referee. No, that's not why he got fired. No, why did he get fired? Uh, we'll discuss, we don't, we don't need, we'll discuss we don't need this later. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was King Carl. Uh, it, he said something to someone on the sideline, which was... Uh, uh, okay, yeah, that's probably not a good thing. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, because it's time for a big idea from pop culture, and and uh, unfortunately, it's a, a a very sad one. Um, we we're recording this the the day that it was uh, it was announced that um, Marlins pitcher Jose Fernandez died in a boating accident, and um, you know, it in a way when we talked about Muhammad Ali when he passed. Um, and, and this one in a weird way sort of feels bigger just because Jose Fernandez uh, participated in sports while we were alive and frankly because he's younger than than us yeah um, he's 24 um, and it's just it's so 
it's really tragic when when somebody dies that young, regardless of the circumstances. And, and you know, it, it it may not be appropriate to to elevate athletes above everyone else, but you know, he 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 had an impact on a lot of people, and I think we both saw a fair amount of of, of coverage on on it today, including uh, a segment of Eduardo Perez talking. Uh, to Hannah Storm on SportsCenter about what he meant, uh, what Fernandez meant to Miami, to the, the Cuban community, um, and and Perez told a story about Jose Fernandez uh, defecting from Cuba to the United States when he was 15 years old, yeah, and um, and. and like jumping into the water in, in the in the middle of the night to to save someone who had fallen out of the boat and, and not not even realizing uh, that it was his own mother. Yeah. And um, we both kind of had the same thought when we when we heard that story. But you uh, you texted it to me first, so I'll 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 let you talk about it. Uh, so what what I thought about there is is that. Uh, you don't want to put athletes over something, but this is someone who has a, a notable human story, and it's someone who was in uh, Cuba, which is a country that now we have better relationships with, but at that point, he was taking a huge, uh, taking a life risk to defect and come to America, to seek refuge here, um, in part because uh, America is, is a beacon of promise and opportunity, and here is someone who came with his mother and, uh, you know, on a very risky journey because of that promise to come somewhere that can take refuge and is accepting of, has been accepting for, you know, as long as it's been around, of all comers. Um, and to, to seek opportunity and look what he did in such a short period of time as a 24-year-old yeah. to be at the... Yes, he was a, someone in sports, but at the top of his pro profession and the world was his oyster. And the yeah. reason he could do that and the reason it worked out is because um, America is a great place that offers those opportunities. And yes, there, it, there are lots of things going on right now. And, you know, the, the equality of opportunity might be dark but, you know, and not great for some. But the point is, is, is Jose Fernandez came to America because he saw it as a place of opportunity and it welcomed him and he sought, you know, refuge here and turned that refuge into tremendous opportunity. And, you know, that's something that's powerful and is notable and is admirable because he did take such risks to come here to do that. Yep. We're, um, we're, we're all going to miss somebody who is probably one of the most fun baseball players to watch in in 2016 which is you know that's uh something that i feel like maybe doesn't get talked about enough with with guys um he he was he took a sport that's sometimes a little plodding to you know like to watch on tv and made it exciting every time he he took the mound um and you know, he's he sort of he pokes a lot of holes in in some ideas that are are being circulated about um, about the the current quality of of America, the institution. So mm -hmm. 
and, you know? and the and the value of having a nation full of people with different stories from different places i mean his his story is valuable because he overcame adversity and his background was not the same as ours and that you know he still did so much so i think it's just yeah. so notable so we'll uh we we will miss jose fernandez greatly and and you know ho- hope that uh ho- hope that some some other players sort of fill that void in, in terms of uh making baseball fun again if if we can if we can sort of subvert the the form yeah uh so that's uh that's the end of the show uh you can subscribe to the pod on itunes or get individual episodes on soundcloud come find us on facebook and twitter at pretty okay pod tell us about the times that you helped your friends move or you know share some fun times that you had watching jose fernandez play um we will be back again next week to talk about something else uh until then i'm sean i'm pierce Thanks for listening. Thanks.